Welcome to Bowties in Business, where a fashionable nerd and knowledge meet. Regardless of whether your career is just starting, steady, or stalling, join me and a collection of business and thought leaders who are experts in their field as they share their decades of first-hand real-world experience from the ground floor to the executive suite and every corner of the business world. Good morning and welcome to Bowties in Business. This is your host, Tim Kubiak. As always, you can find additional content at timkubiak.com. We're going to deviate a little bit from the planned script today. After all, the world's a little crazy, right? There's some stuff going on out there health-wise that's maybe a little bit scary, and it's certainly causing a psychological, if not a fundamental, reaction in the markets. One of the things when we were talking with folks yesterday was a lot of younger sales professionals and a lot of younger business people haven't seen economic downturns. So we're going to talk a little bit about what I've seen in the course of my career and also just a few things to keep in mind because these are cycles. At the end of the day, there are economic cycles and something is always going to happen. So looking at downturns in the first set of kind of run-ups and crashes that I dealt with in my career is I dealt with a shift in a marketplace, not an overall economic condition early in my career where I was selling and frankly, bottom was falling out of the floor of the pricing. You're going to laugh. I was actually selling long distance services to business where, you know, they paid to call customers. It wasn't unlimited calling and cell phones weren't a thing then. And, you know, learned really quickly that if you're selling 13 cents a minute or 15 cents a minute against eight cents a minute, people catch on that you're much more expensive. So, you know, there had to be some adjustment there. Ultimately, the company I worked for got bought by a company that would go on to become MCI WorldCom. I left that part of the industry because they decided they didn't want to have that price competition in the markets I was in. And that was an adjustment. It wasn't a pleasant one. It certainly wasn't an expected one, but it was an adjustment. And part of that is that sometimes when the economy shifts, you do have to look at what you're doing and determine if your company can get you there and adjust. The next one was actually the run-up to the year 2000, and I know a lot of our younger professionals are laughing, but in the technology industry, everything was about, is it Y2K ready? Now, I won't say it was a false high, but it certainly wasn't a slightly artificial peak. You know, a lot of people spent money to do things, they moved buying cycles forward, you know, and that wasn't helped by some of the lack of the fundamentals in the telecoms and other things that built for needs that wouldn't come for years later. We all know what happened in 2001 when the terrorist attacks caused an economic impact. And I have a personal opinion. Now, analysts may feel different. Professional economists may feel different. But I know from where I sat at the time and from the industries I was in that, yes, there was certainly an impact. There was a drawdown. But businesses also used it as a reason to take an inventory and restructure. Perhaps they hadn't been disciplined enough and they were riding high on a bull market or a high growth market that they just never saw the end coming to and they had pre-invested or over-invested. And in other cases, perhaps they were in things that really weren't core to their business and they needed to step away and hunker down. And certainly there were casualties in the tech industry in that period. You know, a lot of what had been bellwether companies, you know, it was the beginning of the end for them. But all of those people and almost everyone I know from that industry went on to actually go into the next evolution, find other companies, do other things. And I'm not saying that we're in a situation now where everybody should run out the door and look for the next company. What I am saying is is when these things happen, new markets pop up. And that's the other thing to keep in mind, 
right? A lot of the greatest fortunes that have been made, both small personal ones you don't know about, as well as some storybook ones, have started in recessionary times, in depression times, when the markets were against them and they found a customer need and found a way to fill it that somebody else hasn't. And this is one of those times where I'd actually tell you, if you're in sales, step back, look at your business, look at how you're positioning. Look, if you're leading a company, look at where you're going and what your plans are and really assess them for soundness in a different light, right? Can you adjust things? Can you be more aggressive here? Are there other things that you can wrap in there? Have you diversified enough? Are you a one-trick pony? That is always a fear that I have when I work with clients and they're like, I sell a gazillion of these. And a gazillion of one thing is better than not a gazillion of that. But if that one thing falls out of favor, what do you do next? And we'll talk about that in a few more weeks again with some friends that I have coming on to talk about building and diversifying businesses. And then the next one we dealt with in my course of my career was 2008. And it was much of the same readjustment we saw in 2001. We saw sales organizations shift their messaging, shift their marketing, go to selling additional add-on services and not looking for product refresh cycles to be on the same time frame. And again, everyone survived. Everyone did well in the end. Yes, there are tense days and there are hard times. And those may or may not be at hand, right? Um, but if I were you, and I know what I'm doing in my businesses, I'm stepping back and looking and saying, people are still going to need to buy things. Perhaps high-end, frivolous demand isn't there. But there are going to be core products. You know, there's a saying in the computer industry and in, in security, right? You need me when times are good, but you need me more when times are bad because you need to do more with less. So if you have a product that's focused on efficiency or more security with less overhead and better results or faster supply chain deliveries or better cash flow because you can deliver in a different cycle, you actually have an advantage in a downward market. And it's time to start talking to your customers about that. Because even if this is just a blip on the radar, at the end of the day, it's an opportunity to make new sales, find new customers. So always, thanks for listening. We'll be back with a regular interview format next week and talk to you all soon. Thanks again for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this episode. We put out fresh content every Tuesday. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, tell your friends, and share on your own social media accounts. Want us to see what you have to say? It's a BYOB kind of party. Bring your own bow tie. So hashtag bring your own bow tie. Our listeners are important to us. After all, it's you we create this content for. With that in mind, we're doing a mailbag episode once a quarter. If you have suggestions, ideas, or questions you'd like answered, email us at mailbag at bowtiesandbusiness.com. This show is produced, edited, and researched by Courtney Kubiak with the help of her rescue dogs, Tequila Rose and Rooney.